0: My job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this... stuff in my area again of course it's gonna make noise oh stop it no welcome to my humble abode <laughs> again Taryn bless you <laughs> what, what are you puffing on there Heather? um what flavor I, is that the same stuff I was doing the other day um it smells different It's like fruit punch it smells different oh it's the same stuff I don't know Oh, thank you for welcoming into your little home. No, I'm sorry. I just caught the the smell caught me off guard there for a second. It's not a bad smell. It's just different than yesterday's. No, it's the same one. I don't know why. That's weird. How are you doing today? I'm alright. How about you? Pretty good. Had a lazy day. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm glad you had a lazy day. What'd you do today? <laughs> Literally nothing. I sat in my chair, watched some TV, did my notes, and that was it. I made I made popcorn and I made dinner. I'm jealous. Of the popcorn or the dinner? Of the lazy day. Oh. <laughs> that was a good day. Yeah. My, my day started at 5 a.m. Work started at 6.30. Got off at 3, which is on time for once. Yay. Picked up the kid, did an oil change on the car, and then cleaned the house. That was awesome. I, I probably should have cleaned the house today, but I really wasn't feeling it. i got tomorrow. And then I got called by work asking if I can come in at 3.30 tomorrow, or 3 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. My, my dumbass said yes. I wouldn't have. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have. But I did. Yeah. So Have fun getting sleep. I don't know what sleep is already. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. So what's less, What what's two hours less than normal? I guess. It'll be fine. That, mm. That's why there's coffee. It just doesn't do that for me. Like eventually I guess it could, but <laughs> I don't know. Coffee's good. We had over 30 listens in just one day. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. It's very impressive. I was like, wow, that's, that's a lot. That broke our record. Um, it doubled it. That was pretty cool. That is awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we are recording this way in advance. So if things happen between we release this and now, I'm sorry. But that's what it was. <laughs> For this episode. Not the last one, but the one before that. Wasn't that the hill... Yeah, the hill abduction part two. Okay. So that's the one. Nice, that's exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're trying to record these a little in advance, because Taryn's schedule's going to get a little crazy here in the future. Well, this... Yeah, I've got my brother's wedding, and then my parents are coming to town. And then in August, we have a new arrival. So it's going to be interesting. Yes, yeah, so I'd like to get as many of these on you know, the back burner as possible. So we're doing a bunch all at once. Hopefully you don't mind. (laughs) All righty. Are you, uh, you ready for a weird fact? Yeah, of course I'm ready for a weird I would love a weird fact. All right. Let me find one. Let me find a good one. The first American film to show a toilet being flushed on screen was Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely isn't random. That is a a weird and random fact. (laughs) That's great. I love that. All right. So I have told you a bunch of the the subjects that we're doing. And I know you never remember them. So this is why I don't tell you things. Because you're not going to remember them anyway. If you were to text me the day of, like, hey, when you come over (laughs) for the podcast, we're going to be talking about this. That would give me a couple hours to do a little bit of research and be able to, like, not have to do the research on my phone as we're doing the podcast. I kind of like that you do that. <laughs> but yeah, you told me like two, three days in advance. Like, as much as I enjoy knowing what we're going to talk about, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Heather. I, like, I want to think about it while I'm doing oh. everything else. But then everything else just kind of like takes, not takes priority, but needs to be prioritized. It just gets moved over. It does. It's, <laughs> it's in my mind. I think about it. I was actually talking about our podcast today at work. Hey. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. Yeah, you talk about it a lot more than I do. That's, um, it's my baby. You know, I do talk about it. That's good. And I've gotten a couple. I think I've gotten a couple people listen. I'm not sure. Yay! But um, so I do. I do think about a podcast. I do talk <laughs> about a podcast, and I come up with things that I want to talk about, but then I don't text you or write it down. Well oh, you definitely need to. And by the time I see you, it's like off in La La Do what I do. I just text you random things. You stop doing that. I. It's because I have a whole list now. <laughs> And I can get a hold of this list anywhere I am, so I can just pop it on there. Yeah, true. So yeah, that's why I like I have Google. I have all of my stuff is Google, so I have got Google Drive. It's fantastic. nice. It's just like the cloud. That's why I like when I found that random joke the other day, I, was, I sent it to you, I think it was at midnight when I sent it. Yeah, that was about midnight. Well, today we are going to be talking about Native American folklore, okay? One in particular. The Wendigo. Hmm. Have you heard of The Wendigo? I have, but only because of the TV series Charmed. Charmed? Yeah, they have an episode about a Wendigo. Yeah, they did. And uh, Supernatural had an episode about Wendigo. I probably saw that one because I've seen every single episode of Supernatural, but there's so many episodes of Supernatural that I, and I'm currently rewatching the original Charmed, not no. the new charmed. I haven't I seen did the new that. charmed. Yeah, I haven't. I watched some of the new charmed. But... See, I haven't seen any of the new charmed, but I'm rewatching the original um, original charmed. I just got done doing that not that long ago. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in season two, and I'm surprised that I'm in season two because I only watch it when my kid's asleep. Yeah. And my homework's done, oh. and the chores are done. Oh. Yeah. And my husband's not home because it's like, it's a me thing. My husband yeah. doesn't like the show, it's not his thing, so it's whatever. So, I only watch episodes when it's just, just me. Oh, so the fact that I'm in the second season mm-hmm. tells me I have more time on my hands than I thought I did. <laughs> you, well, when did you start it? Last year. Oh, okay. Well, then it's not <laughs> that. Far. I, I think I started it, like December. Oh well, that's not that bad. It's still last year. Only in April. <laughs> Four months to get t- in, uh, like halfway into the that's second not season. Not that bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm a crazy person. And when I start watching something, I literally don't stop till it's done. I haven't stopped. I'm just. But see, you say you have to get stuff done before you'll sit down and watch it. Mm -hmm. I don't. Like as a kid. Because I'll watch it before I get stuff done. Oh, See, as a kid, my motivator to read a book is I would take 20 bucks and I'd use that as my, my bookmark. And the only way I got to spend the $20 is when I finished the book. Mm. Motivation is to finish the book. I didn't have to do that. Yeah, well, I hated reading as a kid. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I should do that with Ashlyn. She hates learning to read, so if I say, "Okay, you get a dollar if you finish this," yeah, she'll read. It worked for me. It's a good idea. It's one of the things my parents did as a motivator. And if you go over to my house, you know my book collection. Mm-hmm. Some of the ones that I haven't read since high school. Sometimes you'll find random bits of cash. In the books. Oh. Because I hadn't finished them and it's still sitting there. All right, Tara, I'm going to need to borrow some books. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me go through it first. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't. Ask oh, me in God. about three days when I forgot that I told you that. <laughs> okay, I'm, We'll try again. All right. <laughs> well, the Wendigo is an Algonquin folklore. And Algonquin is actually a language... But there are several tribes that speak the Algonquin language. Okay. So they're just known as the Algonquin. And you'll find the Algonquin people throughout the Atlantic coast, the Great Lakes region, up in Canada, here in the United States. And actually, the Miami, which are, were here in Fort Wayne, were part of the Algonquin speaking tribes. So when you said Miami, I literally just thought of Florida. (laughs) No, the Miami tribe was here in Fort Wayne. Wendigos were a thing here, too. That's interesting. Yeah, pretty nifty. Just barely, though. We were, like, one of the most southern points of the Algonquin-speaking tribes. <laughs> so is anything off of the Charmed version right? I don't remember what they said about the Wendigos. Um, apparently, they went after a certain blood type. No. That And they ate the heart. It was normally of someone who was... Grieving love or wanted love or couldn't, like, was attracted. That was the banshee. No, I, I swear it was the wendigo. I, I could be wrong, because that was last season. Yeah. No. So it was probably, like, three months ago. No, the banshee was the the one where it was the grieving. No, because the wendigo is when she got bit. When oh, that's right. And she, like, turned into, like, this weird wolf thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. None mm-hmm. of that. Not at all. That's more of a werewolf thing, so I don't know why they did, made that a wendigo. Know. Well, it's weird. But no, so none of that is really okay. part of it. It's good to know. Yeah. So there's two different types of Wendigo. the Wendigo in the physical sense and Wendigo in the spiritual sense. Okay. Some tribes believe that it's an actual physical monster with some human characteristics. And other tribes believe it's more of a spirit where it can enter you and then... Alrighty. Yes. Now, a Wendigo... Is been very closely tied with cannibalism. Yuck! Yes, people eating people. Don't eat people. <laughs> eat chickens. <laughs> eat cows. Eat pigs. Eat lamb. Fish.
1: Don't, rabbits. I don't
0: eat people. Hell, you even eat a snake? I don't know. Uh, They're actually I'll, not that bad. I'll try anything once. I've eaten alligator, so yeah. It's well, no, not really like alligator. Okay. I don't know them. It's kind of like rabbit. I mean, frogs. I guess you could kind of relate it to frogs. Frog I don't like tasted frog. like chicken. Everything like, tastes like chicken because chicken doesn't really have a flavor until you add flavor to it. That's true. I don't know. It tasted like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't eat people. I No. Don't eat people. Wendigo roughly translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. So that's what Wendigo kind of sort of means. All right, so what does a wendigo look like? Do I need to look up that picture? No. Okay, I don't know. I there, would, there's several I'm different It's like a person, like stands like a person, mm-hmm. but as hairy but creepy looking. Okay. Like full out hair body, but not werewolf. Okay. So you're thinking more towards the charmed thing. That's an image, like I can really pull up. Yeah. Okay. All, right. All right. Well, according to... The, the Native American tribes. The Windigo was extremely, extremely thin. Like, close to, like, emaciation. Like, that skinny. Uh, there's skin pulled tightly over its bones. So, thin, thin skin. Obviously, that's kind of what emaciation looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bones pushing out against its skin. Uh, the Skin color to be, like, an ash gray color. Like, um, um, it, it describes it as kind of a... Sickly pale. Yeah, the color of death is what it says. But I've never seen, a, like, a dead person, so. Yeah, I, I can't say that either. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I can understand where they're coming from, though. Yeah. Uh, eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. So really, I'm just thinking, like, someone with extreme anorexia. That might That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or close to death. Yeah. Uh what lips it did have, it may have had lip, like very thin lips or tattered and bloody. The Wendigo gave off a really gross odor of decay and decomposition that kind of like it, it smelled bad. So you could smell it coming. Well, I mean if it, if they describe it looking like death and smelling like death, I feel like it would be yeah, like dead but not dead. Yeah. Because death smells gross. I I wouldn't know. Again, I can't say that. No. (laughs) From what I hear. Yeah, it's not a pleasant smell. Some tribes, and this doesn't happen in all the tribes, but some tribes believe that the Wendigos were giants, like many times larger than actual human beings. So what would happen was the Wendigo would eat a person and then it would grow... In proportion to the meal it just ate, so it could never get full. So it was always hungry, and, but it just kept growing after eight. <laughs> so because it could never get full, it would always eat more. <laughs> so they're always looking for a new victim. They had a certain type of victim that they were looking for? Humans. Humans.
1: Any yeah, human. I mean, there's,
0: there's, Any human will do. Oh, Plump humans, there's skinny humans, there's midgets, there's kids, there's adults, there's grandmas and have, grandpas. And... Have you ever been so starving that you would eat just about anything? No. Can't say that I have. I haven't either. But I'm assuming it would be like this guy, this Wendigo person thing, monster, that it's so hungry all the time that anything will do. Then go eat a cow. But it wants people. I heard... Pigs are kind of like people. <laughs> I mean, they do a lot of, I, I think they do a lot of like, I feel like the bone density of a pig is the same from the science shows that I watch. I think a lot of, um, we have a lot of similarities with pigs. Like the placement of organs and yeah. stuff are very similar. To so eat eat a pig. It wants humans. I don't know. I'm trying to give it different options here. <laughs> it might eat all those other things, but it really just wants humans. Maybe everything else is like tofu. <laughs> It's just not as good, <laughs> in some other stories, the creature could only be seen if it faced the witness head on because it was so skinny you could so that makes sense see it yeah, kind of like paper thin. I'm thinking like Slenderman going on there. I don't know who Slender Man is, oh boy, next episode <laughs> We'll do a Slenderman episode. that's gonna be a good one. Alrighty, all right. Basically the same thing, where you can only see it in certain angles because it's so thin. It's slender. The Wendigo is also said to have a number of different skills. It's very stealthy. It's a near-perfect hunter. And is also known to use dark magic in order to uh, control the weather. (laughs) So because this is a northern legend... Sometimes it, the Wendigo is also described as being made of ice or some other cold thing because it's so – how else is it going to live in the coldest of temperatures and hunt like that? <laughs> yeah, that's just some other legends. It's made of ice. I don't know if I believe that, but – No, because if it was in the Fort Wayne area – it would only work for a couple months. That's why it's mostly seen in Canada northern US That's why I said we are like the most southern of the Algonquins gotcha yeah no probably not here in Fort Wayne but maybe during the winter I might could travel see you during down. the winter yeah might travel down a little bit It is seen as the embodiment of gluttony greed and excess mm-hmm. obviously because it's never satisfied after killing and just keeps going. And going and going and going. So, in the other versions with the Wendigo spirit, what'll happen is humans will be overpowered by greed and then turned into Wendigos. Either a monster version or be basically have the spirit of the Wendigo within you. Okay. They could also be turned into Wendigos if being in contact with them for too long. I don't know why you'd be in contact with one too long. I don't know. know. know He would eat you first. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. thinking. Like, If they're always hungry and they always want people, but you be in contact for one turns you into one, you think they would eat you before you had a chance to turn into one. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Unless they crashed, like, I don't know, uh, a concert, right? Oh, sure. Or so too busy trying to eat certain ones Yeah. While the other ones turn into one. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. So there's too many. Kind of around, and that makes sense. That's the only thing I can think of. I could have a Wendigo at a concert. <laughs> That <laughs> just sounds so funny. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so they're having a, a tribal. I don't want to say it wrong. Ceremony, ceremony? Mm-hmm. tribal ceremony, and a Wendigo shows up. Okay, sure. not a concert, but you know, more maybe realistic. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm winging it here this time. There, the they did have ceremonies just for the Wendigo. To basically get rid of it. So it was among a, a bunch of different tribes. They would do a ceremonial dance that is performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the wendigo. Hmm. I said seriousness, so it was weird. I love <laughs> how you were like shaking your hand at the same time you were doing that. Now, I have in my notes the name of this dance. But I'm Is it not the rain sh- dance? No, I'm not sure I can say the name of this you dance. You have to try. It is so long. I don't care. You have to try it. Wendigo Kazahmoen. I say that five times no. fast. <laughs> no. When- Wendigo Ka- Ka- Kazahmoen. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that word. It's so long. <laughs> All right, but it was performed during times of famine. Uh, They would wear masks, dance backwards around a big drum. And, you know, that would get rid of the Wendigo. The last known Wendigo ceremony in the U.S. was that Lake Wendigo of Star Island in Cass Lake in northern Minnesota. Hmm. I don't know when, but that was the last time it was performed, was there. That it was documented. That it was documented in Northern Minnesota. Yeah. Because we all know things happen that aren't documented. That's true. That is true. All right. So, you got a good idea of what a Wendigo is? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I'm going to tell a couple of stories about possible Wendigos that have happened in the past. Already. All right. So, this is the case of a man who lived in Alberta, Canada, named Swift Runner. He was um, Native American. He was part of the Cree tribe. He was a trader with the Hudson Bay Company. He was married, father of six children. But in 1875, oh, sorry, this isn't part of the story, but in 1875, he served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. But during the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family... We're not having a good time with food. They, they were low on food. So they were essentially starving. Essentially. But they weren't the only family in the area. A bunch of other Cree families were not having a good time getting food during this winter. Unfortunately, his oldest son ended up dying of starvation. Oh, that's so sad. It's sad. At some point, Swift Runner's personality started to change. Maybe. We don't really know. What I'm guessing. Something in him started to change. Now, there was emergency food supplies at the Hudson Bay Company. There was a a post about 25 miles away. And he never once attempted to travel there. 25 miles isn't that far away. I mean, what year did you say it was? 1878. That's a little bit farther for them than it would be for us. Oh, yes. But... You would at least attempt to go there. I would. If it meant my kids' lives. Yes. But he never did. Unfortunately, he killed and ate his wife and all five of his remaining children. That's nasty. Yes, it is. Now, obviously, again, this was not a pace of pure cannibalism or starvation. He never he never went to try to go get that food. So. Some say that the spirit of the wendigo entered him, and that's the reason why he ate his family. Here's my question about the wendigo. It sounds like it goes after those who are starving. Yes. Why? Why not go after those with plenty of food? Because now you can wait until they eat, and they're nice and full and plump, and then you can eat more. I don't think it's a matter of eating more. It's just the matter of eating in general. Okay, then why do you have to wait until they're starving? Why do you go after the starving people unless you're trying to put them out there in misery? Maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. Now, he was picked up. He did confess to the killing of his family and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. So that's Swift Runner. The, uh, yeah. Another case is a man named Jack Fiddler. And he was the chief of a Cree tribe. But, and he was also the medicine man. He was known for his powers of defeating Wendigos. So he was like a Wendigo hunter. He'd go out there and kill him. Like Sam and Dean. Like Sam and Dean, yes. But, unfortunately, in these cases, you couldn't just kill just the Wendigo. You had to kill the person that the Wendigo was inside. Mm -hmm. Which would then get rid of the Wendigo. And the person. He claimed to kill at least 14 Wendigos in his lifetime. So essentially that's 14 people that he killed that had the Wendigo spirit in him. And it was also said that some of those creatures were sent by enemy shamans and even some members of his own tribe would call upon the, the Wendigo spirit to defeat the chief, which was him. They wanted to take over the tribe for themselves. Sounds like he's already going crazy and he's just delusional. Over his entire lifetime? Well, you can't really say that, though, because this is their native American... This is their folklore. This is what they believed in. Yeah, but I feel like you'd need more than just like, oh, you're a wendigo. Let me kill you. I don't... I I put a lot of stock in that's the way that they were raised. That's the way they were brought up. Yeah, and but I feel like they would still have to, like, in, even if within their own culture have evidence within their own culture that he was a Wendigo. They do. They do have their own evidence. Yeah, but like, like, why would you send, if you don't like your chief, why would you send a Wendigo after him? Why don't you just go after him yourself? Because the, window, the Wendigo would kill other people. Therefore, they were probably hoping that one of these Wendigos would kill the chief. Hmm. Instead of them having to do it themselves. That's dirty. That's too dirty. But then there's the chance that they're going to get eaten by the Wendigo. And also, you can't prove where the Wendigo came from. So you can't just say, hey, you sent a Wendigo after me. I mean, he could. I wouldn't do you any could. No. But it, it, it's just their traditions. It's their folklore. It's what their lives were about. So I can understand why. Yes. I mean, and they <laughs> did. They did have things that they would look for. And I'm I'm, I think a lot of the um, things that they would look for was that uh, the people were suffering from nausea a lot, nervousness. And they they would essentially go crazy, the people with the Wendigo inside of them. So there were things to look for. They wouldn't just willy-nilly kill anybody. <laughs> so they, they did have things to, to look for. But Fiddler was actually usually asked by family members of the one that was possessed by the Wendigo to basically kill their family member because... They were a Wendigo, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that he went out to find them. He was brought to them. Gotcha. Fiddler's his own brother was killed after turning into a Wendigo when food ran out. That's it's a it's deep it's deep in their tradition. You no, know, I I get this too deep in the within the tradition. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of uh, around this time the uh, the Hudson Bay Company with the the furs was a big thing around there. And there were several, several stories of people turning into Windigos. It was a big part of that. The mm-hmm. big legend. Like there was a lot of different stories about it from there. They were, they were all very well well aware of the Windigo. <laughs> Regardless of all that, several incidents of people turning Windigo and eating human flesh are documented in the records of the company. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'd like to see those records, but I could not find them. It's because they probably won't show you. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, In October of 1907, at the age of 87, Jack Fiddler and his son Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide against another Cree woman that was in his tribe. (laughs) So they found out, arrested them. They both pled guilty... But they did try to defend them, saying that look, she was a Wendigo; she was possessed by by this thing, and she was on the verge of transforming into one altogether. So I had to kill her. Jack, his son, committed suicide. I'm sorry, not Jack. Jack Fiddler, the main guy, committed suicide. But Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. Mm. Now he was ultimately Jack. Was granted a pardon, but he he died in jail before the news could reach him. Interesting. Yes, there are also still s- stories of Wendigo sightings today. Although most of them are seen in northern Ontario, there is a cave called Cave of the Wendigo. <laughs> so obviously, that's where you're gonna find a Wendigo. <laughs> nice. Oh, but it has been spotted by uh, traders, trackers, and trappers for decades. So it's it's around. There are Wendigos around, and there are many people who actually still believe that the the Wendigo is around in Minnesota, as well, northern Minnesota. My my husband's aunt lives in northern Minnesota. Her house backs up to. a... I love the face you made when you were saying wonderful that. woods. <laughs> uh, there's this picture that she took. It's it's a beautiful picture, but it's done by a lake and it's woods surrounded everywhere, and, but I could just just see it, just in my mind going, oh, there's a wendigo in those trees somewhere. I just know it. <laughs> there was one day she posted on on Facebook that one day she was coming home and walking getting into her house and she touched the doorknob and the doorknob was so cold that her hand burned Hmm. like that's so cold why would you live there (laughs) so it's too cold If it's that cold why don't you have gloves on i don't know (laughs) like don't get me wrong i don't like i don't mind the cold i like the cold i don't i know I don't want, I I like it. I don't, not necessarily, like, I wouldn't say I love it, but it doesn't bother me. Makes me want to go snowboarding or skiing or sledding or something. I don't like it. But, uh, I I don't think I purposely live in a place where it was that cold that long. And if it was that cold that if you're going to touch something, it's going to burn your hand, I don't understand why you wouldn't be wearing gloves. I don't know. I don't know. Because I I think I, I break out the gloves when it's probably around 20 degrees. That's um, when I break out the gloves. I break out the gloves. I think at least at least 15. 15. Yeah. I just don't like being cold. But it also depends on what I'm doing. Like if it's, you know, 15-20 degrees and I'm just walking to the car back out, mm-hmm. then no. But if I'm outside like changing a tire or doing some of the other stuff that I do outside, then yeah, I would probably put gloves on at 20. So I guess it depends on what I'm doing if I'm going to put gloves on or not. But yeah, if it's that cold, doesn't matter, I'd wear gloves. Yeah. No, no. And I have those little heating things that go inside your gloves to help keep your hands warm. Yeah, those were nice. You handed those out at your party. Well, yeah, that's because it was cold. Yeah, that was good. It's a good idea. I, I thought it. ahead of you guys. <laughs> good, good idea. <laughs> so, what, what do you th- What do you think of the uh, the Wendigo stories? I feel like the Wendigos are slightly more believable than your uh, Bigfoot. Really? Yeah. Because some people describe it as being <laughs> very close closely related to Bigfoot. See, when I think of a Bigfoot, I think of, like, a like a big, hairy, person, ape thing mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah, doesn't want anything to do with anybody, like, just leave me alone and, you know, off on their own. Yeah. And the only time they attack is when people, like, go searching for them. Mm-hmm. The Wendigo sounds like this, like, half-dead, half-alive thing that wants to eat you if you're hungry. It's like a zombie. As maybe it's a zombie version of a Bigfoot. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> well, I find it interesting that the Wendigo, like you, you brought up, that it only shows up when people are in dire need of food. Then that's when the Wendigo shows up. I do find that I think odd. That's odd. That's very odd. It is. I feel like if you're hungry all the time and you need to eat all the time that you would just you know just go eat, it didn't matter what it was or who it was or if they were hungry or grieving or anything else you would just eat. I find it weird that they have to be hungry or yeah. grieving when they're uh, to be eaten or possessed. Yeah. Well, there was a little little part that I read as well. It was uh that a lot of parents would use the Wendigo as a deterrent of certain things. You know. I that? Yeah, how oh. Can't think of any right now that my parents would have told me. But what using as a wendigo as an example or just anything in general? Just sorry, anything. I'm trying to find something to use it as an example for the wendigo. I know with my parents, my um, my parents tried to convince us that if you didn't put your seatbelt on, the car wouldn't start. If you didn't, what put your seatbelt on, the car wouldn't start. Ah, okay, because right. seatbelts are important to save lives. Yeah, you got to remember my dad's was a paramedic EMT trauma nurse, and my mom was an EMT, and mm-hmm. a lot of times we got when they went out on calls or dealt with people who didn't have seatbelts on and went flying through car windows and brain matter and blood and guts everywhere. And I remember my mom's like, hey, see that? She's dead because she didn't wear a seatbelt. And so that was one of the things to make you wear a seatbelt. And the fact that when we were little, if we didn't have a seatbelt on, the car wouldn't start. And you know what? I've heard stories where... People were the only ones to survive because they didn't wear the seatbelts. Sometimes that's true, but most <laughs> of the time it's your the other way around. On you're the one that's living. Yeah, because sometimes if you have everybody in the car except for one person, like everyone has seatbelts on except the one person. Sometimes the one person that didn't have the seatbelt now becomes the projectile, that kills everybody else. Yeah. So okay, right. I know that's not the same, but no. like that's the only thing I can kind of think of. Like no, so what I'm saying here is the parents will say like. Say the kid is being greedy and not sharing, they'll be like, the, the Wendigo is going to come get you. That makes sense. <laughs> Something like that. Kind of like the, uh, what is that, the, the Mexican version. La Lorena? No, La Lorena. The other one, the, I don't uh, know. or the, I can't say it right. You <laughs> know, the Chupacabra. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> I'm trying here. It's not working. But I'm already Chima tired. The not like that. I thought it was, like doesn't it eat like little kids or something. No, maybe I'm thinking of one of the other one. I don't know. I swear there's another one. <laughs> maybe I'm just pulling stuff out my butt now. I don't no, know. But they would use La Lorena as a as a deterrent for for thing like so. While we'll get into this further, but La Lorena basically steals children and kills them. So it was a deterrent of. Don't stay out too late or La Lorena will come and kill you. That makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. But I swear there was another one that was a monster version of it. Uh, Not the chupacabra. (laughs) Whatever. That's great. Oh, no. That's just, that's great. Isn't that nice to laugh at people, it? I can't help it. That was really great. I'm leaving it in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That was so great. Oh. oh we're, we're, nearing, we're nearing the end. We're getting there. There's actually a modern term for what has happened to Swift Runner, that story, with the man who killed his family. They're calling it Wendigo psychosis. Hmm. What Wendigo psychosis is, now it usually develops in the winter and just like one person who are isolated by heavy snow for long periods of time. Now the symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. Kind of all the things that happen when you don't have food. Yeah. The person develops the delusion Of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. Therefore, they increasingly see other people as being edible. Regardless if they have food or not, they will go to eat people first. That's nasty. (laughs) That's just nasty. And also, oddly enough, they have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals. (laughs) I mean, I guess if you grew up or and or live in that culture, knowing that that could happen to you, yeah, it could be a logical fear of becoming a cannibal. Yeah. Like, I don't... But it, it's just that it's so backwards that I don't want to be a cannibal. I don't want to be a cannibal. And then it's like, mm, but you're looking rather tasty right now. <laughs> like, what? Oh. I don't... I don't get it. Sickness of the mind. <laughs> I know. Now, it's actually been debated, like debated a lot over the history about this phenomenon of the Wendigo psychosis. Some people argue that Wendigo psychosis was made up 100%. Like, no one suffers from that. But that's that's not a thing. But a lot of, there's a lot of stories about, you know, Swift Runner. Mm -hmm. And... It, it, it and Jack and Jack. I mean, there's so many stories. Like, obviously, there's something to it, whether like because you know, wendigos can't be real, so we have to make up a medical term for it, and it's going to be called wendigo psychosis because then it sounds scientific. Yeah, it's, it's a psychosis. You're crazy, then <laughs> just another word for crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh. but a lot of people also point to. A lot of credible eyewitnesses to the accounts. Not only by Native Americans, but by aliens and European Westerners as well. <laughs> yeah. Evidence is that Wendigo psychosis was an actual historical phenomenon. And it happens mostly in the 1800s to early 1900s. That's that's where most of it was. That's because that's when a lot of people, like... And harder, obviously, was, yeah. During cold winters, it's harder to get food. Even, like, I'm not saying nowadays, it's, you know, colder winters, it's harder to get food. But you're less likely, you're more likely to eat all the stuff in your refrigerator before you go out and get food. <laughs> versus like, oh, I have nothing in here. I'm just going to go to the store today because it's nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, you know, even in, doesn't matter when it is, if you try to go hunting, cold winter versus nice weather, it's it's going to be harder to find food. Yeah. So it makes sense during that time period that during the winter or cold seasons, when food is more scarce, that could or would happen. I agree. So obviously, now that we're in the, uh, within the 20th and 21st century, there's almost no stories of Wendigo psychosis. I'm not saying that there's none. Almost none, though. Because, the Algonquin people came into greater and greater contact with European ideologies and less rural lifestyles. Therefore, now this Wendigo thing has kind of fallen. Yeah, it's because it's easier to get food and you're not starving and maybe you're not as greedy over the food that you do have. See, there's a lot of greed in the world, though. There is a lot of greed, but it's, it sounds like it has to be the combination of greed and starve, yes. starving. So you can be starving but no greed, not being greedy or being greedy but not starving, and you gotta have the, the double thing for it to come after you. Yes. I, I That's agree. what I'm that's what I'm getting at with from your story, is that it's gotta <laughs> have both. Yes. I think so. So yeah, I'm not saying there's not a lot of greed. People are very greedy. Yeah. And they're very petty oh, yeah. over a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> but I mean if for the Wendigo to, to attack, you have to be greedy and starving. starving. Okay. And it's got to be colder weather. Yeah. That's the problem, because a lot be of the people that are starving is not necessarily in the colder weather. That is true. The windigo definitely lives in the cold weather. I don't know. Maybe it needs to learn to adapt to warmer weather. Let's see if it's made of ice. It can't. But I thought it could control the weather. Oh, that's true. It uses dark, the black magic. Dark magic. Dark magic. Dark magic. To control weather, that's so true. So if you can control weather, then why not go... Just a random phenomenon, like all of a sudden this area that's always hot, that just make you cold for a week. and then. <laughs> well, then I think everyone would be like, uh, there's something fishy going on here. Maybe people will look into it more. <laughs> that's true. And then they could prove that the wendigo psychosis is real. But maybe... Well, it would just be the wendigo, not the wendigo psychosis. The psychosis is a mental disorder. The wendigo's a Yeah, thing. but if it's... You know, if it possesses a person, mm-hmm. now, if you don't really know about it, right, you don't know about the Wendigo, but all of a sudden you're possessed by the Wendigo, and then you eat your family or people around you, and then people come up to you to, like, talk to you, and you go meet up with a medical professional because, you know, they're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. It might be a Wendigo that you're possessed by, but they're going to think it's a mental disorder. Ah, that's true. Because they don't understand that you're possessed by a Wendigo. Wendigo. Hence, you're Hence, Wendigo crazy. psychosis. Yep. Yeah, okay. I get you. I get you there. Uh, good stuff. Well, that's all the that's all I have about the Windigo. You have any? Uh... Yeah, open your phone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have any last words on the Windigo? I'm glad it's not cold here all all year round. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to restart the device. Go away. No, no, I, no! I, I think it's interesting. I feel like I need to rewatch the. What? It's restarting. Why? Because it wanted to. It's possessed. Sorry, it's okay. Do you not remember it? I remember part of it, but I don't remember all of it. Ah, yeah. I'm oh. gonna have to refind it on until him, I forgot what I was saying, too. Sorry, do yeah. you have any last uh, I know it's, it's gone, the, the thought's gone. gone. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you cut me off in mid sentence, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about I'm anymore. Really sorry, it's okay. All right, well, wow. this is so tiny. I know. <laughs> sorry, guys. In Heather fashion, obviously, I believe in the Wendigo. You believe in everything. I know. That's what I'm saying. In Heather fashion, I believe in the Wendigo. And Aunt Jen, if Aunt Jennifer, if you look out your back porch and see a very tall and skinny figure walking through the woods, run! don't go outside. Just stay indoors because it will eat you. You can let your dogs out, though, because I don't think it'll eat the dogs. It's too much like to it's like too much like tofu. <laughs> it wants that people. Cool. <laughs> mm. Not having luck with electronic devices today. No kidding. I even told this thing to update <laughs> later and yeah, it was like, no, I'm gonna do it now. <laughs> Terry needs me, so I'm gonna do it now. Um, but I have been telling it later like a lot lately, so maybe it was just fed up with me saying, Do it later. No, no. I'll do it now. It's fine. I've I got. i I've had one Find and it's it. on that phone because mine's not working so I'm not looking up on this one. <laughs> it's like that last one I just read was kind of funny but it wasn't what it was going with so. Uh, if anyone has jokes to <laughs> send in please email me at heather at com, and I will give it to Taryn. And no matter how many times I hear the jokes normally I still laugh quite a lot. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I still laugh. Ashlyn tells the same jokes over and over and over again, but most of the time they're still funny. (laughs) She tells the one about the skeleton crossing the road. Mm, That's a good one. Why didn't the skeleton cross the road? (laughs) Because it didn't have the guts. (laughs) All right, here's one. It's about Forrest Gump. Oh, I'm ready. Ready for a joke. What's Forrest Gump's password? What? One Forrest One. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. All right, and I'll read you the other one that I thought was kind of funny. Okay. I'm reading a book about anti-gravity. It's impossible to put down. <laughs> that's a good one, too. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, All right, I'm man. on the long drive that I've got coming up. I'm, I'll take my piece of paper, and I'll just write down some jokes for you. Yes. And then I'll just leave them on top of the this box right here so that when I'm forget to think of one. I'll just pull one off my perfect. list. That sounds good. Now I would have to wait 20 minutes for me to find one. Now Brittany said that she might buy me a, a joke book, a dad joke book. So if so, I can just leave it out here for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey Brittany, my birthday's in September. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, all right guys. So like I said, if you have something to say, if you have a creepy story, or if you have suggestions for us to do, Go ahead and email me. I'll say it again. It's heather at fortweirdpodcast.com. Now, if you get on our website, there's also a contact us section, which we'll send it to the same email if you want to go that route. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fortweirdpod or or. Great you, timing. Or if you just want to get on Google and Google Fort Weird Podcast, everything pops up. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, all the easy ways that you can get a hold of us if you would like. Also, please leave us a five-star review on on Apple Podcasts. Or you can leave us a review on any of the other podcasting apps that you use the more reviews we get, the more popular we get. So we're getting up there anyways. Even like we all, obviously we don't have that many reviews, but there's a lot of you guys listening and I really appreciate that. Yeah, me too. It's and awesome. I love you guys. You guys are great. And if you like us, you know, suggest us to any of your other weird friends because, you know, you're weird if you listen to us. No, we're the normal ones. Anybody who's not listening to us is the weird one. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, think about it. What, what is normal? What is... Nothing. Do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 do. That's a ringtone. tone. Nice. <laughs> no, that's true. Nothing is... No one's normal. I just... I don't think anyone's normal. Well, my normal is different than your normal, which is different than my kid's normal. I don't have a normal. It's, it's a Heather normal. Hmm, that's weird. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, guys, I appreciate it. Love you, love you lots, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> to the existence of this